0: This is a song for all you lovebirds out there. Earth angel, earth angel, will you be mine? My darling dear, love you all the time. I'm just a fool. Welcome to Game Cola Podcast number 18, starring Paul Franzen and Michael Gray. In this podcast, they discussed Deja Vu and Phoenix Wright. They were supposed to keep the conversation limited to 10 minutes, but they wouldn't stop talking, so it ended up being a full podcast. Hope you enjoy it, everybody. Game Cola Podcast number 18, talking about Deja Vu and next right case number 3, that's all we have today.
1: Hello and welcome to Game Cola Podcast number 18. I'm Paul Franzen, the editor-in-chief of
0: Game Cola. Uh, I'm Michael Gray. I write The Ten Reasons, Carbonated News, and The Gates of Life. No wait, do you I write The Gates write of Life?
1: That's, that's, that's incorrect.
0: Oh, who writes that? I
1: think, I think I write that actually.
0: Oh. Or
1: at least I did write it back when we had a website. Yeah. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, okay. we have two segments planned for you today. First, we're going to, uh, do a very, very in-depth discussion of the game Deja Vu. Which yeah. Michael and I have both recorded playthroughs for on the GamePolo YouTube page. We're gonna talk about what we like about them, uh which which version is the best, uh etc.
0: Uh, not to mention we're gonna be talking about the plot of the game to great detail, but try not to give any major spoilers. Uh very interesting plot.
1: It's yeah, it's 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 a it's well, I was about to say it's a great game, but I'll I'll just say it's a game. <laughs>
0: It's the NES version of Phoenix Wright, which is the next game we're going to be talking about.
1: Before in the podcast, we've had discussions of, uh, we've had in-depth discussions of cases 1-1 one, one, and 1-2, one, the first two cases of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. Today, we're going to be talking about the third one.
0: Case number three of the first game. And let's see if we can actually keep our discussion to 10 to 20 minutes.
1: I, mean, I think we can do it.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I
1: mean there's not that much to talk about with this case, right? It's pretty uh pretty straightforward.
0: Pretty, pretty open and shut, yeah. Yeah. So let's get started. Alright, Deja Vu. Yeah, the game we're going to talk about is Deja Vu for the NES and what else is it for? The Game Boy Color? Yeah, the Game Boy Color and the PC. It originated as a Mac OS game, as part of the cool. Icom, I believe that's the name of it. ICOM trilogy of four games. It's Deja Vu, Shadow Gates, Uninvited, and Deja Vu too.
1: And uh the reason it's only me and Michael here talking about it is because no one else on the staff has ever played
0: Deja Vu. Didn't somebody write a review for Deja Vu?
1: Ah yes, that was that was Neil though. He's not on the staff anymore.
0: Ah, Neil Neil.
1: Yeah. Neil own. Who I've actually been trying to recruit back to the staff for the big relaunch, but no luck so far.
0: Yeah, too bad. He's awesomer than you are.
1: I actually disagree
0: with that. Oh, Well, he drew awesomer. He's the guy who drew Lofi Carl, right? He
1: did He did Lofi Carl, uh, he did reviews, and he did Neil is awesomer than you, his uh, column.
0: That's nice, that's nice. And he actually so... did
1: say that he, he would be willing to join the podcast sometime, but I'm looking on my instant messenger and he's not online right now, unfortunately.
0: Okay. So, uh, in this segment, we're obviously talking about. We're reviewing Neil Ione.
1: Yeah, Neil, Neil is one of the original uh, seven members of the Game Cola staff from the uh, Shawnee high school days, where we would have meetings after school in the cafeteria to discuss important Game Cola matters, like what games we were going to nominate for Game of the Year and, and whether we were all going to get cool matching jerseys and stuff like that.
0: Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to this plan to get cool matching jerseys?
1: It, it fell through actually. I, I actually I did I did try to uh, get the cool matching jerseys, but it turned out it would cost way too much. And we didn't bother.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, getting back to what we're supposed to be talking about, deja vu. I thought we were talking about Neil. Neil wrote a review for Deja Vu back back in the day, which was recently uh, featured in Classic Cola. That's
1: that's right. Yeah. Back back when, um, way back when we were still publishing a website.
0: Yeah. Anyway, Deja Vu is a point-and-click adventure game. I noticed, Paul, during your video walkthrough, you you were talking about how the game is... It's sort of a mature game, and that was before they had the ERSB yeah, rating? Yeah, I think
1: so. I, I was, yeah, I, I mentioned in my video that I'm surprised uh, that the game even was able to come out for the NES back what was it like the early 90s late 80s right yeah yeah it, i mean the the system was very very much a kid's system video games in general are very much a kids thing so i was uh, very surprised by the game that dealt with murder and prostitution was even allowed on the system now it would be a lot more e- it would be a lot easier to uh, publish a game like that because you just slap a mature rating on it you're good to go but back then we didn't have anything to protect the kiddies from from prostitution
0: uh, it's interesting that you mentioned the word prostitution because that was one of the things that they semi-cut out of the game in order to get it released on the uh, NES. It was
1: it was still pretty obvious that uh, What's-Her-Face was a prostitute, though. Sugar I mean, I Shack. Maybe, maybe a little kid would have been able to figure it out. But.
0: Ace Harding. So he's a detective.
1: Yes. Nice. And he, uh, he lost his memory, so you don't actually know he's Ace Harding right away. Way to spoil it, Michael.
0: No, I noticed that you actually played the game correctly and didn't know what was going to happen ahead of time, so you really did get the sense of deja vu.
1: Which Mm -hmm. was tricky, because I was playing the game while reading your walkthrough of the game, so I had to make sure not to skip ahead too far.
0: Yeah, I've noticed some people like to complain about that sometimes with with walkthroughs. It's like, oh my goodness, your walkthrough that says how to do everything in the game Told me what was going to happen in the game. You totally spoiled it. Way uh, to go!
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're using walkthrough, I mean, and you're really uh, worried about spoilers, you need to be ultra, ultra careful in reading the walkthrough. You have to make sure to skip right to the part that you need and read nothing but that part. It's it's uh, it's all on you, though. It's not the uh, FAQ writer's responsibility. <laughs> I mean, as long as they don't, you know, mention something that happens hours later in the game that's super interesting.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Plus, there are, I understand Game FAQs has started a spoiler free walkthrough movement. Oh. Yeah, like if you go to, say, for the Phoenix Wright games, they have one or two spoiler free walkthroughs, which will basically tell you, you know, press the third statement. Oh. Object handy. with the second piece of evidence on statement number four. So it doesn't tell you exactly what the evidence is or what the statement is. It's really short, which I think that's the main reason why people are writing them. And and there's,
1: a, there's also this website that I like to use when I'm playing an adventure game mm-hmm. and I need help with it. I'm completely blanking on the name of it, unfortunately. But uh, you go to the website and you can just um, you you click on the p- where in the game, like you you click on a link that says uh, where in the game you are. You click on your part of the game, and then just goes through all the Oh never mind, I forget what
0: I was talking about. I know I know that website and it you know, that's the one where they just blatantly copy paste stuff from my guide without giving me credit. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm sure they're not stealing anything from me. So deja vu. You know, another thing I think that's cool about deja vu, I think you mentioned it, is um the death sequences. It has, it's one of those games where you want to try to find all the death sequences because yes. they're funny slash cool. I, I
1: strongly enjoy how it doesn't really penalize you for getting killed in this game. It lets you, you know, it lets you explore the game and find different ways to get killed and see all the cool different scenes without making you start the game over or reload your last save or whatever. Yeah. In it, fact, it's the, it's the same exact thing that, uh, Lizzo, Elizabeth Medina Gray's test game does. Same exact uh, idea.
0: Really? Because um, I I was under the impression that there is only one death in test game, which is there's
1: at least actually uh, Lizzo and I were were counting Moth the other day. There's at least six. Name them. You want me to name them? I, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, go for um, it.
1: There's. Uh, okay, wait. What's the monster's name at the river? Oh my. Okay. There's two deaths at Omar. One is if you walk into the water without sunglasses while mm-hmm. uh, Paul stares in his reflection. Did you, is that the one you got?
0: Yeah, that's the one I got, which, by the way, makes no sense. It makes perfect sense. There's sunglasses about- randomly on the bush, and then Paul puts them on, and that helps him cross the river.
1: Well, if, if you play, actually this part hasn't been programmed yet, but we will explain why the sunglasses are there.
0: Okay, okay, good.
1: It will be explained, don't worry.
0: Because I've noticed that Paul with sunglasses is on the picture for the test game t-shirt. We don't yeah. have cool Game Cola jackets, but we did have test game t-shirts. I actually own that t-shirt. So I thought I thought there was some sort of deeper reason why Paul has sunglasses. Well, maybe there is. Maybe there is, maybe there That's is. That's okay. death
1: number one. Death number two is uh, you get your head chopped off by Omar. Really? yeah I forget how I guess you would walk past him without talking to him, or you just try to yeah, you try to walk by him without uh getting the little vine first.
0: I think when top I top did that, top he top just I thought all he did was wave his scythe in the air, and then Paul decides not to bother him and Paul's oh, no. like oh there is there's
1: an animation and everything,
0: oh, I only saw the animation of him just saying paul don't don't go there, buddy
1: oh see you're you're obviously not a very big fan of the game,
0: Oh. And is there a death where Artie, the kilt man, kills you for not giving back his stones? Yes. Yep, that's, that's number three. How do you get these deaths?
1: Well, the, the third one... Wait, what do you mean? How do you get them playing, or how do we think of them?
0: How, how, do, how do you get it to happen? Because whenever I'm at the scene where Artie is confronting Paul, uh, say I try to give the vine to him instead of the rock, Paul just says, no, I should really give him back his stone. I, I, I think there's a timer. Oh, okay, that would
1: explain Yeah, I think there's a
0: timer. There's a timer. So,
1: that's death number three. Death number four is with the spasm.
0: The the spasm... Oh, yeah, that's right. Drink. I forgot. You can kill Paul by drinking too much spasm.
1: That's four. Number five. um, The blue stone. You can try to swallow it.
0: Who thought up that idea? And I thought the stone was purple.
1: You use the stone on Paul, and he says something like, Hmm, I wonder what would happen if I tried to swallow this rock. And then he does and chokes to death.
0: Wow. Paul's not very intelligent, I guess.
1: <laughs> and oh man, uh oh. Is there only five? Uh oh.
0: I don't know. Maybe uh, there's a death with the ventriloquist.
1: No. Give me give me two seconds, I'm gonna go ask Lizzo. Okay. Okay. Death number six. Uh-huh. In in Artie's cave, if you try to stake his take his stones, he kills you.
0: Oh, okay, that's right. I thought he just yeah. appears and floats. In no, no,
1: he, he, he murders you.
0: Oh, okay. That animation no. was put in.
1: But, um, actually, I don't know. If, no, I don't, I don't think there's actually an animation. But that's what happens. He kills you. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it just says, the text says, Artie kills Paul or something.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice, very descriptive and stuff like Notice that. Notice
1: that there aren't any, any deaths in the uh, second act of the game, as it were. From the castle and beyond.
0: Yeah, I had I had noticed that the castle. Maybe we'll find out more because the castle section is still being developed. Well, actually, um, I don't I don't know when this when this segment's going to be posted, but
1: uh, we have a pretty pretty huge update just waiting uh, for the new for the new game call website to be ready, so we can post it onto the new game call website. We're we're actually uh ju- we're, we've racked up the second act that takes place in the castle, or in in the castle in the in the courtyard. Nice. And you get them. You get to see them. In the third part, and there's a shocking plot twist.
0: Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed our discussion of Deja Vu.
1: All right. Wait, real quick. Which is better, NES version or PC version? Now that we've, I'm sure all of our fans as well, but both of us have definitely uh, seen both both games in action now. I haven't played the, the PC
0: page. version though. What? Sorry to cut you off, but I haven't played the PC version.
1: Ah, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. I keep mixing those up.
0: Yeah, I played the Game Boy Color version. But, in response to your question of whether that was better than the NES version... Well... I think I'll go for Game Boy Color. Actually, yeah, yeah. you know what? The control scheme was a lot better in the NES version to figure out what button really, was what.
1: The controls were awful in the NES version.
0: <laughs> no, I just mean it had the word examine and move and stuff uh, like okay. that, rather than the pickup and the uh, put-away icons looked identical, mm-hmm. so you couldn't tell which one was which. That
1: Maybe even worse because you're playing it on a tiny Game Boy Color screen. Yeah. I bet the PC version's the best.
0: It probably is.
1: You probably can use the mouse instead of the slow, slow cursor with the... trying to move it with the Mm D-pad.
0: Well, there are multiple, I think... Well, I say multiple, probably more than one PC versions of the game. There's the original Mac OS, which is black and white, and then there's a color version. And I understand for the sequel there's an annoying version where when you... They have the talk option and you actually have to type out all of the addresses to the cabby oh, person. Wow. Which nobody liked. Yeah, so that's our discussion on, uh, Deja Vu. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Neil, if you're listening, buddy, please join the podcast. Paul, make an exhortation for, towards Neil if he's listening.
1: I will. He uh he wants me to come over and play New Super Mario Brothers Wii with him at some point. So I'll I'll harass him about it. Actually, uh, what he really want he wants me to bring my Wii over so that he can play New Super Mario Brothers Wii. But I'm I'm assuming he wants to play with me too.
0: That that could be a possibility.
1: I like to think so.
0: And now it's time to move on to discussion of case number three of Phoenix Wright. Right now we're talking about case number three of Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney.
1: For the DS.
0: And hopefully we'll be very good and not upset Zachary by talking about all sorts of crazy shipping.
1: Pretty much Phoenix Maya, that's the main ship for
0: this game, for the series. No, 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 no. I don't think in this case, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling the Phoenix.
1: How, you, how could you possibly not be feeling Phoenix Maya? They are the couple of this game.
0: But this, this particular case, it sort of starts off with Phoenix. Phoenix isn't really liking Maya, because this is the case about the Steel Samurai. And it starts mm-hmm. off with Phoenix. It's like, Maya, what's wrong with you? Why are you watching this kid's show?
1: Yeah, but th- through, through the case, Phoenix learns that it's okay to like kids' shows, even if you're an adult.
0: When does he so. learn this, Paul? I, I, um,
1: I don't think it, it he does. There. Obviously, you skipped over that part, uh, but it happened.
0: I seem to remember in, in the video where he meets the crazed fanboy, one of the characters is the uh, kid who's a crazed fanboy, and he doesn't exactly get along with Phoenix. Well,
1: that's because Phoenix doesn't like this show particularly, but that doesn't mean he's against kids' shows in general.
0: I suppose. I no,
1: think... I'm completely making that up. Sorry. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm a little confused about that part, and this is totally jumping ahead because nobody knows yeah, the plot. we're not on
1: this part in our bullet point list yet, Michael?
0: Yeah, let's, let's start. Okay, fine.
1: But what's, what is the
0: plot of this case? The plot is... Um, Maya is a big fan of the uh, kid's show, The Steel Samurai. The actor, Will Powers, he's the actor who plays the Steel Samurai. What happened is the person who plays the villain on the Steel Samurai was killed on the set with one of the props, so the police think it has to be the actor who plays the Steel Samurai. Makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's an open and shut case.
0: Oh, but it's not so open and shut as Phoenix and Maya... Uh, revealed, because Maya, of course, believes the Steel Samurai is the paragon of justice and would never kill the evil bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because see Wait, p- if
1: he's a paragon of justice, wouldn't he kill the evil bad guy?
0: You obviously know very little about anime, Paul, because the bad guy <laughs> I... a- always <laughs> has to come back. Actually, is this anime? Because it's clearly, it's a show with actors.
1: So, I guess it's not anime.
0: Yeah. it's
1: It's Japanese television, though.
0: Yeah, it's let's pretend it's like yeah. the Power Rangers, where the bad guy always okay. lives another day. Phoenix right. Uh
1: case, case number three. three. Okay, so uh they uh what's his face the steel samurai is Will
0: Will Powers.
1: Will Powers appears to have been framed and Maya and Phoenix come to his rescue and try to prevent him from being arrested or I guess he was already arrested, but being sent to jail for this.
0: Yeah, and sentenced to death for a murder he didn't commit. Yes, because what happened is somebody fed him sleeping pills, and he was sleeping the whole time. So, what's your next bullet point on the list?
1: Uh, My next bullet point, actually, um, this is one I I forgot to go over with you already before we started recording. Uh oh, it's a surprise. No, um, I I have a bullet point here about how interested, how cool it is, how cool it must have been for Maya to get to defend. Uh, the the Steel Samurai in this case because, I mean, she worships him. It, it'd be like if I got to defend the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a court of law, basically.
0: That would be awesome, although I get the feeling Maya isn't exactly all that into it. Once she sees what the person looks like once w- uh, right. she sees what willpower looks like without his steel samurai costume, That's right. on. They, they make it
1: a point of talking about how horribly ugly he is in the whole game throughout the uh, case.
0: Which makes no sense because he doesn't look horribly ugly at all.
1: He looks just like Wolverine.
0: That's cool, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's ugly, right? I mean, he's kind of a hottie.
0: You know, maybe, maybe if he just trimmed his sideburns or something or got a haircut, yeah. maybe he'd look less That's right. scary. Uh,
1: wasn't there? Wasn't there a point where? Uh, when Maya sees what he really looks like, she's like, "Oh, he's guilty. That's
0: it." Yeah, yeah She sees him and says, "He's guilty." <laughs> it's like he's guilty of murder, maybe even more than once. Yeah. So I guess my isn't yeah, as okay. I guess it wouldn't.
1: I guess it wasn't as cool. It wouldn't be as cool as me defending Ninja Turtles.
0: Except she's not really defending him. It's really Phoenix who does all the work.
1: <laughs> Are you insulting my bullet point here?
0: Um. Yeah, I think I am.
1: All right, let's let's move on to the next one then. The next bullet point uh, that I have uh, relates to the names of the Phoenix Wright series. Uh, the third game is where I really started to notice this. Obviously, uh, starting with even the first, I guess it was the first uh, the first case. They um, mm-hmm. started showing characters whose names were these awful slash awesome puns. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Mr. Red White, who worked for the Blue Company, Blue Corp. Blue cork, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm of two minds of this. Uh, on the one hand, I think puns are awesome, so I enjoyed them. On the other hand, it kind of takes me out of the game a little. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the game isn't hyper realistic, but I feel like naming everyone a pun kind of, uh, puts it over the edge. I mean, in this case, you have characters like Jack Hammer, Sal Manella, etc. Yeah. I, I I think that I think that, that, that crosses an unrealistic line there. And I and I actually I kinda wonder if that's just the uh, the people who are localizing the game just thought it would be funny or if the names were all puns in the original Japanese as well. I don't
0: know. We can actually double check that if we want, if we're that nerdy. <laughs> are we? I don't know.
1: Anyway, how do you feel about the names? Did do, do they bother you at all?
0: I think it only bothers me if it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Like, Jackhammer, the character has absolutely nothing to do with the Jackhammer. It's a pointless I mean, he's an pun. He's
1: action star, though. That sounds like a, at least like a nice action star name.
0: Maybe, but, I mean, Penny Nichols, there's no mention of coins or money or anything in relation to her. And, I,
1: and I don't think Red White was uh, much... I mean, was he an obvious patriot?
0: No. Yeah. No, he was yeah. a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. He killed Mia, who is Phoenix's true love.
1: You, wait, no. You're, 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 you're really confused there. He killed Mia, but Maya is the true
0: love. She's too young for him.
1: She, they're like only a few years apart. Come on, Seven. by the time the third game rolls around, she's old enough.
0: Yeah, by uh, the third game, it's it's more possible in the third game, I would say. And I think in the third game where Phoenix actively risks his life to try to save her, right. it's it's very touching. I agree. And that's a basis of some of my horrible horrible fanfics. Speaking of which, you can read my latest fanfic, Pearl Reads the Future or Pearl Saves the Future on fanfiction.net right now. It's the one where Pearl gets a time machine and she travels back into the past to prevent Phoenix from becoming a piano bum. Next bullet point, please. Uh,
1: next, next bullet point. We, we've, we have exhausted the puns. I don't what's, what's, what's the bottom line on puns? All the, well, the punny names, specifically.
0: You know, I've got to be quite honest. Some of them work and some of them don't work. I think it just depends on the character. Okay. If the character's good independent of the pun, then if the pun works with the character, then it's good. Like with Salmonella, that's a great pun for his name because he's really a disgusting kind of creepy guy. But mm-hmm. if he was like this I, big I, I, handsome I think guy... I still stands, though,
1: that um, it's still very, very unrealistic compared to the rest of the game, I think.
0: Yeah. And, you okay. know, I think that's something the uh, crew eventually went away from later on that the uh, translation crew kind of shied away from later on, which is good. Because mm-hmm. you'll notice in the second game they have Maggie Bird, which is kind of a pun, but they never really take advantage of it. Mm. And Ema Sky, I think the only time they take advantage of that pun is in Apollo Justice. She's upset, and Apollo goes, uh-oh, looks like it's Stormy Skies.
1: Well, that's okay if the characters make puns based on the... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, their names and the other people's names. That's totally. That's great. They should do that all the time.
0: Yeah, that works. Especially in the second game where Phoenix makes the joke about why he's a great lawyer.
1: Is it because he's always right?
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, that's a good one. Okay, third bullet point. This case rips off of my and Matt Gardner's article, The Gates of Life.
0: It does?
1: It does. The character Salmonella, and unless I'm mistaken here, he talks in lead speak, does he not?
0: He talks in lead speak, and this is something I've noticed that a bunch of other people have also tried to do. It happened not once but twice in the Mario series. It happened in Super That's Paper true. Mario and in
1: Which is a great game. I think we can both agree on that.
0: Yeah. Uh wait, what?
1: We shouldn't get into that
0: right now. I think the Leet Speak portion of that game worked well. How's that? There's a character who speaks Leet Speak in Super Paper Mario, and there's another character who speaks Leet Speak in um Mario and Luigi Partners in Time for the DS. Oh, I haven't played that one yet. So I gotta be quite honest, I'm suffering from an overload of Leet Speak characters. Uh, it really? might have been funny yeah. the first time we saw it in Gates of Life which it was, but it's not funny anymore. Yeah, it was It was great in Gates of Life. And uh, that was the character
1: of Evil Children did that. And Evil Children did it before anyone else did it. And therefore, the developers or possibly the translators or localizers, I don't know if those are two separate positions or not.
0: Sometimes they're two separate positions and then yeah. sometimes they're not. I think, I think with the Phoenix Wright series in particular, they have the big conference together to decide on major things like character names and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then they just let the translators do everything else and insert stuff like they have a joke about a Japanese movie. Oh, let's fill that with a Star Wars joke.
1: Or we'll change how Maya likes eating ramen. We'll change that to burgers.
0: Which makes a lot more sense.
1: It does. That was a good change. Actually, yeah, uh, this is slightly off topic, but I think... uh the localizers, translators, whoever, they did an awesome job with the series.
0: Yeah. Thumbs up to I really the- I not really have anywhere to go with that, but. Thumbs up to them.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's so- it's- that's something I don't like about the Phoenix Wright, uh, do you call them manga or magna? The books! Uh,
1: I call them manga, but I pronounce Mario as Mario, so
0: you can't really go by me. In those ones, they don't- localize it, really. They have the translators, but they keep the things like ramen and the various different types of noodles, which confuses everybody who doesn't know about the difference between the various types of Japanese noodles.
1: Yeah, actually, I I had a lot of trouble following. I read uh, the Phoenix Wright one. I think you read the Edgeworth one?
0: Yeah.
1: Or did you read them both?
0: I read the Edgeworth one. I'm gathering up the courage to read the Phoenix Wright one for another edition of or uh, the humanity! I I
1: believe, uh, yeah, the, the the problems you had with the Edgeworth one—they aren't going to go away in the Phoenix one. Darn! I mean, the, the whole thing is just like super, super Japanese, which I mean, it's not an insult, but it was—it was, it was the, the the tone is a lot different from the games. Mm-hmm. Like much, much more so. Like, I mean, when I was when I was going into it, I was really hoping it would be more like like a follow-up story, or maybe a story that takes place during the game at some point, or whatever. But no, it was just a bunch of like really, really goofy vignettes starring all the characters, and that most of them, if not all of them, could even possibly be canon. It's very way sillier than I was expecting.
0: Yeah, that that's getting off topic, though. I guess yeah, I anyway.
1: Haven't... So basically, here, uh, they stole from the gates of life, and that talk characters talking in League speak is getting kind of old. Yeah, um... I of life. I, I, I guess it's possible it's possible that two people came up with this idea on their own.
0: It is possible and that happens a lot. Like when I was talking about Vanjie Rich and Michael Richway and I talked about their home as the Richway house. It's like it's an obvious joke but whenever anybody comes up with it they think they're being creative.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Michael and Banji are probably very tired of hearing it.
0: Yeah. So um I don't okay. know, am I accusing you and um, Matt Gardner of being uncreative and just coming up with an obvious joke by having elite speak character on the Gates of Life?
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
0: I'm sorry, Paul, I didn't mean to insinuate that you're not creative. It's okay. <laughs> gates of Life being creative is... I'm sorry! Oh. Had a little something stuck in my throat for a second oh. there. I am i very hurt right now. Anyway, point number next on the, uh... Point, the, the next point, um... The next and, and last point. Whoa, 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 what yes. happened? Did you skip a point? I thought we're, there was like a photo. There's a point was about there? the photo. Did you make a point about the photo?
1: I didn't make a point about the photo.
0: Oh. Well, I, th- I th-
1: think you added that bullet point to our list without my consent.
0: My mistake. One of the important um, pieces of evidence in the case is the photo because it says photo number two on the back, and that's the piece of evidence that gets presented. And I think that basically saves Phoenix's butt in the first day in court, because he turns the photograph around and says, hey, it says photo number two on here. What happened to photo number one? And the judge is like, huh, let's look for photo number one. And that he gives him another day to uh, do investigation. And then the second yep. day of investigation is bad, so he calls Mia. Mia, Maya randomly... Randomly summons Mia. Yeah,
1: I think, I think this is the first time she channels channels Mia, right?
0: Yeah, is first, and I might add, only time in this game. No, it's the second time. She summoned her at the end of the uh, case, too. Oh, my bad. Mia got red, ro- red-white to confess. And then she set up Phoenix and Maya.
1: Which she was planning to do all along.
0: I'm not so sure about that, but we're <laughs> just going to continue... Yeah.
1: I, I believe uh, we've already had a lengthy discussion on the podcast about that.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to continue and say it was kind of interesting to see Phoenix and Mia investigate, because if unless I'm mistaken, this is the only time the two of them team up to do an investigation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. And Phoenix, it's surprising, because usually Phoenix has nice things to say about Mia because she's his mentor, but he had a couple of sarcastic comments about her.
1: Really? What did he say?
0: Uh, when she was talking to Cody, the young boy, Cody Hackins, uh,
1: the fanboy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of jealous. I got the sense that Phoenix kind of grudged the fact that Cody liked her, and he was just completely mean to Phoenix the whole time. Oh,
1: it sound like Phoenix? doesn't sound like something Phoenix would do.
0: And Phoenix says something to the point of like, "Why is everybody always so nice to Mia?
1: Mm-mm. Not me." Maybe. Maybe Phoenix is glad that she's out of the picture then.
0: Maybe, maybe. So yeah, that was that was just kind of interesting. I wouldn't mind seeing them do another Phoenix and Mia investigating on right. uh, another one of the cases when they make another Phoenix Wright game in the future, because obviously... I,
1: I, it sounds like, to me, they, they could do a prequel game like that.
0: It seems to me that they might be planning on doing it. Because that, really? that was one of the rumors with the uh, Wii release of a uh, Phoenix Wright. Sorry, <laughs> it's a Phoenix Wright re- Phoenix Wright release on the Wii. Is they they named Wii release, if you will, the <laughs> WiiWare. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm supposed to be the news guy, but I haven't completely figured it out yet, and I don't think uh, it's I th- been... I think
1: they're all coming out in February of 2010. They're uh, porting the three canon Phoenix Wright games, the three canon Ace Attorney games that will be out at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first game, I think they're releasing the fifth the fifth case of that separately for a dollar. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I believe that's all. that's all happening in February, I think. Yeah. probably the same time that Miles Edgeworth game comes
0: out. Yeah, which uh, I suppose is not a coincidence.
1: Yeah.
0: No, but the rumors are that maybe the uh, first case or the fifth case of the first game will be released with that and they'll be making a new case for like to put on the end of the second game. Another mm-hmm. case with Phoenix going up against uh Francisca Von Karma. Oh,
1: that would be awesome.
0: That would be very interesting and that would I don't be think so cool. I don't think people would uh, mind. I
1: hope you'd be able to buy it separately because uh, I was reading some, uh, one of the posts I read said that the, the fifth case would be available as DLC, and I don't know if, if that was just the post, the the uh, the blog mm-hmm. writer being uh, confused, but I mean that that gave me the impression that it was just an add-on for the game, and you had to buy the first the original the first game first. And I think that would be a shame if they released a new case and it was like that, you know?
0: Yeah. But well, I
1: don't I don't want to have to buy the game again, the, the whole game again.
0: I think they'll let you do it either way, because what they did for the release, the DS release of Phoenix Wright in Japan with the first game is that they had the remake, or you could play the fifth case separately, you could play it all the way from the beginning. Hmm. Whereas for the American release, it's like you had to play cases 1, 2, 3, and 4 before you could unlock case number 5. Right, okay. That makes sense because Americans hadn't played cases one two three and four again it would be kind of ridiculous to let them play case five right off the bat
1: yeah it wouldn't make any sense they would be very confused
0: so hopefully they would follow that uh, same pattern if they yeah. decided to make uh, case number five for game number two
1: which would be a great idea
0: and I wouldn't mind seeing follow-up of like a case number six for game number three. Ooh, that's so interesting, but so off-topic, man. I wanted to talk more about Mia. We never got to see Mia do any investigation in game number three.
1: Sounds like another spin-off waiting to happen.
0: Yeah. I mean, both of her cases were just all in-court cases.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Well, the they developers certainly have a lot to work with, and yet they make games like Apollo Justice, so... weird.
0: Yeah, well, at least we can take some sort of, uh, you know, comfort in the fact that Apollo Justice seemed to bring things to a standstill, and all we've seen since them is them trying to get back to Phoenix Wright.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Capcom is is a, is a, siding with us on this. Maybe they are going to uh, either just to say it's not canon, and or uh, do something really weird that, uh, storyline-wise, that erases Apollo Justice in some other way. Either way, I'd be okay with it. But yeah, they're, they're not releasing Apollo Justice on the WiiWare at all. Yeah. The first three games.
0: And they haven't released Apollo Justice 2 after one year, yeah. which would probably I mean, uh,
1: some be... Some people like the game a lot. Like, Zach Rich is in love
0: with it. So I'm maybe, surprised maybe, maybe he's in... we're in the
1: minority here.
0: I'm surprised he's in love with it because there are... Uh, we should save this for another podcast, but there are definitely some parts to the game, which are just bad. Hmm. He he
1: didn't play the first two games. I think he said he only played the third Phoenix Wright game in Apollo Justice.
0: That could explain it.
1: Yeah, so I I think that's why he didn't uh, get so upset by the sacrilege of Apollo Justice, because he wasn't uh, so emotionally invested in the Hmm. characters as we
0: were. And to quote Zach Rich's article, he's right about um, how they totally got rid of the importance of court in Apollo Justice. There were some cases where it's like an hour and a half of investigation, and then it's just two witness testimonies in court, and then another hour and a half of investigation. Weird. It's really That was the second case. It was really kind of lame. It's like way too much investigation, not enough court. So uh, when you were they, did, in, they do
1: some interesting stuff with the jury in that game, right? Don't they have all the jury in some of the cases? No. No? Okay.
0: No. That's just a a deus ex machina excuse that gets thrown in at the very end.
1: Okay. Yeah. But you know what was a good case? Case 3 of the first Phoenix Wright game.
0: Was it? Or was it not? Because uh, according to GameCola staff member uh, Nathaniel Hoover, case number 3 wasn't all that good. I mean, he, he said... I I don't have his exact quote here. Nathaniel said something along the lines of he liked uh, case number three, but the investigation part was kind of tedious. I disagree. I think I think
1: it's it's been a while since I played the game, but I do not remember getting that impression from the game from it
0: at all. I think what he was specifically referring to was the second day of investigation, where it's basically half hour of Phoenix and Maya going around. They get no new information, and it's basically just them finding out more and more stuff which makes our character, which makes their defendant look guilty. And then Phoenix eventually just goes back to his office depressed, and that's when Mia shows up, and then they resume investigation. So I guess in retrospect, you could say that the whole 20 minutes of Phoenix and Maya going around finding out depressing information wasn't all that...
1: I think it drags the case down that much, though. It would probably help if we had Nathaniel here to defend his point of view.
0: <laughs> yes, it would definitely.
1: But he didn't sign up to do this podcast segment, so too bad. Yeah, I just I just wanted to talk about the uh, what Edgeworth does near. I guess I guess it is at the end of the the case. Um, I mean, he he helps Phoenix. Phoenix, uh, pretty much convinces Edgeworth that, uh, they, what is he, he convinces them that they got the wrong guy, or that, uh, that what's-his-face isn't guilty, right?
0: Yeah, he convinces Edgeworth that the, the defendant isn't guilty, and that D. Vasquez is in fact the murderer. And I think Edgeworth, being the clever person that he is, might have already figured that out on his own. I'm not sure.
1: But the point is, Edgeworth, the prosecutor of this case, He sees that he is on the wrong side, and he goes to the other side, basically, and helps Phoenix win the case.
0: Because he's more concerned about justice than um, finding the defendant guilty. He wants to find the criminal guilty, not just the person who the police had originally indicated. Which is an interesting move for character development for Edgeworth, and really sets up for the fourth case. Because I noticed some... It's
1: huge for him, because I his uh his mentor, Von Karma. He was just all about the win no matter what. And throughout the this this game in this case specifically, Edgeworth learns that uh no, it it shouldn't always just be about winning, winning, winning. It should be about justice. Yeah. And that's that's just that's awesome. And it I mean it makes Edgeworth a, a fuller character, a fuller person. It's really cool.
0: I like it. Yeah, so I think that sort of would be my response to what Nathaniel says about case number three maybe being a little bit too long, is it's necessary for Edgeworth to have the character development because where he is at the end of case number two is he's just the evil jerk prosecutor who will stop at nothing to win. And case number four, at the beginning of case number four, he's Phoenix's semi-friend. They're not BFFs or anything, but you can understand why Phoenix... Somewhat cares about him and doesn't want to see Edgeworth end up in jail.
1: Yeah, and then I believe by the end of the game, uh, Edgeworth uh, he decides to take a leave of absence. Right? Mm. I mean, it gets fairly really intense. And uh, I mean, we can we can talk about this later when we talk about the fourth case and the next in the next. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Next time we record stuff for this, talk about <laughs> next time we talk about Phoenix, right? But uh, where was I going with that? Um. I, I,
0: at the end, at the end of the fourth case, Edgeworth is pretty much just, you know, Edgeworth and Phoenix are no longer enemies, but begrudging friends. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and, yeah, and Edgeworth is really just questioning his career path, I think. And whether, uh, I mean, he's doing the right thing. That, that, I mean, that pretty much sets up, uh, Edgeworth's character for the rest of the series. As, as, uh, yeah, I mean, it even it, it, it turns him from a villain to kind of a, not quite a hero, but to, uh, one of the good guys, yeah, and, and and I mean that's what leads to there being a, a whole game devoted to Miles Edgeworth. And if he didn't have this character development, I mean there'd be no reason for people to for uh, people playing the game to like him. But now there is, and now everyone loves Edgeworth, and he's the star of his own game.
0: Yeah, pe- people are arguing about whether Phoenix or Edgeworth should be the main character of the series before Apollo Justice came into the picture. <laughs> Surprisingly,
1: nobody said Apollo Justice should be the main character in this series. Actually, I don't, I don't think I have anything against Apollo himself.
0: Yeah, Apollo's I mean, a good guy.
1: Yeah. It's, he, he just... Yeah, he got caught up in bad circumstances.
0: Just, yeah, he was a good guy and he's just in the wrong place at the wrong time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Apollo... again. Actually, have I mentioned this on the podcast before the fact that I haven't actually played Apollo Justice, despite the fact that I think it's the worst game ever made? I'm not sure if I mentioned that before.
0: Oh, you—you should mention that.
1: (laughs) Never played Apollo Justice, but I can firmly say that it's the worst game ever made. I am secure in that. But anyway, I think it—it probably I would not have that that reaction to the game if they just—I mean, if it'd just not taken place in in Phoenix Wright Land at all. Yeah. If it in like a different city with a different set of characters, different everything, I think it probably would have been a much better game.
0: It uh, I would definitely agree. But
1: for uh, now for Apollo Justice, his his name has been tarnished because of the story of this game, and not necessarily because of Apollo Justice himself.
0: Yeah, well it's uh it's hard to explain because you haven't played the game, obviously, but <laughs> Apollo is Kind of obsessed with finding out what happened to Phoenix Wright. He's, he's kind of, like, obsessed with his new mentor, Phoenix Wright. And part of the mystery is, what happened to Phoenix? Why is he a piano bum? It's oh, not really I, that I much of a good storyline, I'm afraid, though. Yeah. It, I don't think I it really can, pays yeah, off. I
1: can even accept, you know, the whole game being about Phoenix getting disbarred and fixing him, but I'm just so, so bothered by the fact that none of his friends are there anymore. <laughs> Where did they all go? <laughs> why isn't Maya there? And why isn't Edgeworth there? Why aren't they helping him too? Why, why? Why is this young upstart lawyer helping him instead? It doesn't make any sense. Why I, don't, he... I don't want to accept that the storyline of Phoenix Wright and Phoenix Wright's life is that he gets or he uh, that 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 happens to him, and then all of his friends leave him and don't hang out with him and don't spend any time with him anymore, and that's it. And then he plays piano and he's drunk all the time. I don't want to accept that that's what happens to him.
0: Yeah. Poor, poor Phoenix. Poor, poor Apollo.
1: Where is Maya? Somebody tell me where the hell Maya is in that game. Where the heck Maya is in that game.
0: She is not mentioned anywhere. Nor are any of Phoenix's <laughs> See, friends. That's, that's the core of what's wrong
1: with it. Do
0: you know who does make an appearance though?
1: Gungshu appears in a flashback, if I'm not mistaken. He
0: does. I was talking about Dr. Hottie, the pervert from the uh, hospital.
1: They brought him back.
0: They brought back the pervert Dr. Hottie. That's the main character from the Phoenix Wright series. They don't
1: want to see Phoenix or Edgeworth. I mean, they don't want to see Maya or Edgeworth. They want that guy.
0: Yeah. And he makes some disturbing comments about Phoenix's daughter.
1: It's just, it depresses me so much that... This is the canon version of what happens to Phoenix. Someone, uh, someone, someone makes it look like he falsified evidence, and all of his friends leave him. I guess, I guess, to to Capcom's credit, um, it's great that they're able to make me feel that way. That they're able to elicit such a strong emotion in me. But on the other hand, uh, it's so strong that I refuse to play the game because <laughs> the storyline upsets me too much. Oh, we need to change topics. I'm too upset
0: now. <laughs> Let's wrap up our discussion on Case 1-3, because I have just depressed Paul with talking about Apollo Justice far too much. But anyway, Case 1-3, any final thoughts on that case?
1: I think it's a good case.
0: I like it, and I think it's cool how Maya, they make the pink princess based off Maya.
1: That's Yeah, that's true.
0: That has to be the cool thing. Not not defending the Steel Samurai, but having her own anime okay, based yeah, off her. yeah,
1: that, that, is, that is true. They I mean, introducing... Uh, what is the Steel Samurai's name? The, the guy's name? Will Powers. Yeah. I mean, he shows up in the second game?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I liked him. I, I liked that they introduced that character here and then, and then brought him back later. I thought that was great. Because he's yeah, fun.
0: Yeah, I he like.
1: He is the ugliest man alive. <laughs>
0: I like the idea. He, has,
1: he just looks like what's his face? He looks like the guy who plays Wolverine.
0: He does. I know. Looks
1: just like him.
0: No, I, I was, was thinking.
1: Phoenix Wright Department for that. I don't think they made him ugly enough.
0: Yeah. I I was thinking about that. Um, if they ever decided to make like a Phoenix Wright TV show anime, which I would totally watch. Is, I don't uh,
1: know. It's made by the people who made the manga.
0: That Yeah, that could be a problem, but I think one of the ways that they could do it and make it work is by having default characters like Will Powers or Maggie Bird as the defendant in, like, five episodes. So the viewers would know, oh, Maggie's the defendant. That means she's obviously innocent. They won't have to worry about setting up the case. They won't have to set up yeah, protecting the uh, defendant because it's like, this is the character we know, this character is always innocent. Yeah, so that, that could be one of their plot devices they can use if they ever make the TV series, which has not been a question. The question has never been raised.
1: Very, very big side note. I do like how Phoenix like. And I think there's one instance, but he like just he never defends people who are actually guilty. I think that was a, I think that was a good idea on the, on the developers' hand part there. Because I, I don't think I would be able to get in the game nearly as much if I if it turned out the guy was guilty. I don't think that would be as much fun. Yeah. Except in that Wood case where they pull it off really well. So.
0: Because that was the big plot twist halfway through the case. Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, we're not seeing which case it is, so it's not a spoiler.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah okay, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so, yeah that, was,
1: that was awesome, though. That was like the best plot twist ever. Yeah. That was great.
0: That was definitely... What Woody
1: was, he like, moves his hair aside and all of a sudden he's evil.
0: Yeah, he's got new animation for the evil version <laughs> of the character. And he takes out a bottle of wine...
1: And then when and then when he's on the witness stand, his hair is moved back and he's good again.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he oh, it Goes back good. into good mode.
1: They they really they really play with what few animations they had. They play with them really well.
0: It's it's kind of a shame they don't do that more in the DS version because the the animation they were limited by how many sprites they could get on the Game Boy Advance screen. Right. So you'll notice, um, Marv Marvin Grossberg, who's like Mia's old lawyer dude. Hmm. The reason he has no animation, his animation is his mustache moves, is because there was literally no more room on the cartridge for anything else. Fun little-known fact. So,
1: case three. Thumbs up. I say thumbs up.
0: I say Captain, thumbs up, too. Captain
1: Paul's super thumbs as thumbs up.
0: I liked it better than case number three in uh, game number two. That's the one I kind of have more issues. Uh, that's the one I would view... Which one was that? The Circus one. That's the one I would view as more of a filler case.
1: I didn't have a problem with any of the cases in any of the games. I think they're all great.
0: I know, I but think, in retrospect... I think,
1: it's a, I think it's scandalous that Phoenix Wright did not win Game of the Year in Game of the Year End Awards. Ever? Ever. It, it, it won, um... When the third one came out, it won Best Portable. It never won Game of the Year, though.
0: Lame. What yeah. did win Game of the Year? Something uh, horrible.
1: What year did it come out? What year did the third one come out?
0: <sighs> I can look it <laughs> here,
1: up. Uh, if, if we pause for a second, I can look it up. I have my copy right here. I yeah. Uh, two thousand six. Two
0: thousand six?
1: Really? That long ago? Two thousand six? I think you're wrong. You're lying. Uh, oh man, I, I have it here. Winning a Best Portable of two thousand seven.
0: Okay, well the copyright on the actual, on Ace Attorney Trials and Tribulations is copyright 2006. And it says the exact same thing for uh, Apollo Justice, Ace Attorney.
1: That did not come out.
0: And Justice for All. So obviously what happens is I bought them all in the same year.
1: Anyway, 2007, we gave Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Trials and Tribulations. It won Best Portable, but Game of the Year went to Bioshock. Which, not a bad choice.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna contest that.
1: I, I think I voted for, uh, Phoenix right though. I mean, I, I definitely liked it more than Bioshock, but I'm not gonna say Bioshock didn't deserve Game of the Year.
0: I think Professor Layton should have won something whenever it came out. We have no right. idea what's gonna win the Game of the Year this year. Okay, so.
1: Professor case... Layton never won anything.
0: Nothing, which is a surprise. Definitely. I feel sad now. Poor Professor Layton. Did you play yeah, it? Uh, no, I think it's just me and Vanjie who played Professor Layton and like it. So
1: control oh, isn't working here. I'm, I'm I'm searching on a on a file. I have all the award winners. Anything it, else you want me to look for while I'm here?
0: Where has my life gone?
1: Uh, that's actually not on here. No. Wow, that's the actually the best portable is the only award any Phoenix Wright games ever won in Game Gamezilla Awards. That's weird. Our Australian friend Matt Wright, if you're listening right now. Come back to us. You haven't responded to any of my emails ever. Also, Travis Combs. Also, Sprite Monkey. Oh, any of you people, feel free to email me because I miss you. And Neil. And oh, Neil. We I just we... talked from yesterday.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: Neil Neil is an M I A. Those other three people, though, uh, they have not. I they don't respond to my emails anymore. Aww. That makes me kind of sad. What about Chris? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, to wrap up, uh, oh, we already wrapped up case three. Well, case three is awesome.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: To wrap up a second time, it's awesome. And we're finished talking about it.
0: Okay. So that has been Game Cola podcast number 18.
1: Number 18. I'm Paul Franzen.
0: And I'm Michael Gray.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Yep. See you next time, everybody.
1: Do you think the podcast could use a theme song?
0: I have no idea.
1: Because I, was, I it just occurred to me, I was listening to a different one earlier today, and had one, and it occurred to me that we have two people on the staff who write music.
0: Really? Who? I mean, I know Mateo writes music, but I didn't know anybody else did.
1: Mateo and Rico. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rico even had a column about it a little while ago.
0: We'll I don't know, ask. I don't know if
1: it, something our podcast could use or not, it's something I was thinking
0: about. Okay, we'll put that as the bonus material at the end of the podcast. How's <laughs> that? And have
1: people comment about whether they want it or not. Mm hmm.